Hey kids, welcome back to the Clean Slate Farm Podcast. The other day somebody asked me, Dave, are you still doing the podcast? Yes, I'm still doing the podcast. I'm just lining up some good interviews. I don't want this to be a chatty chat show. I want to have some great interviews with great people, something you learn from. And today we're going to return with our uh, visit to a farmer's market. We uh, we are vendors at the Casanova Farmer's Market in Casanova, New York, and where we sell our blended balsamic vinegars and spice blend. So I took the microphone along and I did some interviews with other vendors. If you've never been to a farm market, you should go. You meet some great people and you get to support local farmers. That's not a bad thing, right? I didn't think so. So without further hesitation, let's get into the market interviews. Thanks. Hi, Eileen. How are you today? Hey, just great. It's a beautiful day in Casanova. It is. We were supposed to get some bad weather, but it came out beautiful. I was going to call you yesterday and, uh, and to say, are we doing this? And then I thought, you know what? I'll just show up. So we did. We showed up. We are so, rain and shine. Yeah, rain and shine. Now, Aileen is the you're the market director for the Casanova market, right? The market manager. Market manager, okay. And Aileen has a business. And Aileen, why don't you tell us about the business? What's the name of it again? Uh, my husband, Joe Lazarski, and I own Empire Buffalo, and we sell grass-fed bison meat um, by appointment at our farm, and then every Saturday uh, here in Casanova from 9 to 2. Neat. Now, tell me a little bit more about bison, because... How many do you have? Uh, we're right under 60. Um, you have 60 bison? 60 bison, four miles from here. Those things are gigantic. You can have... They they vary in, in size, but yes, they can they can get quite large. Um, the largest one that we ever processed was a, a big bull that was right over 3,000 pounds. 3,000 pounds? Yeah. Holy moly. Okay. Yes. Now... Tell me a little bit about the cuts that you would get off of bison. Uh, bison cuts like beef does. Uh, so we, in the summer, we really are thinking about folks wanting to put stuff on the grill. We got a lot of different steaks. Um, we've got a, an Italian sausage that people come back every week for. It's one of the, their favorites to put on the grill or save them for a fast weeknight meal. Yep. Um, burgers, um, either as loose ground or uh preformed patties. Uh, I say that it looks like it came from Wegmans. Uh, our steaks are um, beautiful. They, The pack of two New York strips is usually somewhere between right under about a pound and a quarter for the two together. Mm -hmm. So uh, nice nice portion sizes, not you know a pound a person, but a, a more manageable one, but uh, still a generous size. Right, okay. Now, so if I were to wanted a, a tenderloin, you can get a tenderloin? Uh, we cut our tenderloin uh, into, in, steak? into steaks, okay. and uh, with advance ordering, you could get a whole one, which uh, has been done before to put that on the grill or for a, a special roast dinner. But that's got to be, I mean, a 3,000-pound animal, that's got to be a big tenderloin. They're actually, well, most of our most of our processing weights, that was the big one we did. Okay. Uh, most of our processing weights are smaller, and uh, the tenderloins will come in right around 4 pounds. Oh, okay, so that's yeah. not bad. No, yeah, no. That's, that's not good. Okay. Now, a little bit more about bison. Uh, leaner, what's, what's the difference between that and beef? Uh, it's it's really just a whole different animal is the way to think about it. But, yes, it is it is much leaner. Um, and the, the intramuscular fat is different, where it's really just not there for bison uh, the way it the way it is on, on beef. Um, we think it's a great-tasting meat. Um, the, the, the tenderloin is table knife tender yep uh and we uh we're all grass-fed so that's got some good environmental impacts as well yeah neat 
Now, I've had, uh, when was it? I guess it was in the winter when I bought the cube. And I made beef barley, so it's bison barley soup with that. Yeah. And it was, it was phenomenal stuff. It does really, really good. It does real well in that. It's also, I can't believe that I haven't said this. I say this all day to people. It's lower in fat and cholesterol than boneless, skinless chicken. So not really? not only is it a you know a great tasting product, but it, it's one that you can easily substitute into meals and still feel real good about. Oh, cool, great! So you're available here at the farmers markets all summer long and the winter market as well. Yes. And at the farm. At the farm by appointment. By appointment. I am full time off the farm and my husband's full time on a tractor. So oh, okay. It can be a little hard to schedule us, but if we can make it happen, we will. Okay. And you're on the internet web? Uh, we have a website, empirebuffalo.com, and we're most active on Facebook. Okay, kids, you can find her there. Thank you. Thanks. Hi, Dan. How are you doing today? Would you like to tell us about your company? Sure thing. I'm Dan Joseph. I'm one of the owners of Fojo Beans Coffee Roasters. We are in Hamilton, New York. We've been roasting coffee since 2012. All of our coffee is specialty graded. It is free of any engineered chemicals, and we really focus on earth-friendly products as well as small batches. All fair trade stuff? All fairly traded, all uh, free of engineered chemicals, all bird migration friendly and rainforest friendly. Okay. And we post a bio of every bean we work with to demonstrate those practices. Okay. Uh, you can tell me a little bit more about what you said chemical free? Well, coffees can be grown conventionally yeah. where they're sprayed, but we try to work with producers who make sure by the traceability that they know nothing's happening at the farm level. Mm -hmm. And that that's whether we personally know the farmers or whether we through our importers are connected to the farm level, like yeah. my friend Rick. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop the interview because, oh, never mind. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, for example, my friend Rick, who lives in West Java, he's uh, the importer as well as the exporter okay. as well as the co-op manager for some co-ops out in the Gaio Mountains of Sumatra. So when I can't get a hold of him, it's, it's because he's out picking the coffee, coffee cherries with the farmers. And that level of intimacy to the farm level is what I value more than a certification label yep. to demonstrate all of these are friendly practices. Yep. You know it and it's traceable back to the farm. Right. Exactly. Cool. Now, so how long have you been doing this now? You said 2012? 2012 is okay. when we started roasting and mm -hmm. what we focus on with our roasting is um, roundness and sweetness. So the main tasting note is co in coffee is bitter, right. but when you're dealing with a specialty coffee, there are flavor acids that are in there as well. And my roasting is created to help those flavor acids stand forward of the bitter. So when you drink our coffee, what you taste is flavor. Mm -hmm. It's coffee, but it has taste. Right. And the bitterness is absent. Um, if it's there at all, it's way in the background. Right, yeah, I've noticed that because you know I've stopped in and I've grabbed oh, a cup yeah. of coffee once in a while. Absolutely. Yeah, no, Absolutely. it's good coffee, good roast. Today we're brewing our Fojo Mojo blend. Our cold coffee is Coldgate. It's a, a flash chill method where we fully extract the flavors in a hot coffee, but we flash chill it so that we arrest the development of the flavor acids where we want them and it doesn't over extract. Oh, okay. So it never becomes bitter and it's not thin like a cold brew, it's just fully extracted. Oh, neat. Okay, I'm going to have to stop by and get that some of that stuff. Absolutely. Good. Thanks very much, Dan. Thank you very much. You Good bet. Good to speak with you. Good to speak with you. Hello, Allison. How are you today? Would you like to tell us a little bit about your company, your farm, and what you're doing? Sure. Um, it's Frosty Morning Farm, and we're a small certified organic um, farm in Truxton, New York, and we raise organic vegetables, and we have a nursery. We raise perennials and herb plants. We do cut flowers. We make a whole bunch of things like 
value-added products like jam and soap, and we make do a lot of medicinal herbs. So we do um, dried herbs and um, fresh herbs, and we make things from herbs like extracts and oils and sprays. Oh, neat! I didn't know you did all that. Yeah, we it's all up on the top shelf. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we uh, lots of plants. Um, my husband uh, has a in-ground uh, greenhouse that's like five feet under the ground really? and he does all the tropicals in there so we have raised tropical plants and lots of lots of perennials mm-hmm. and we'll probably have the cut flowers here in like end of july august mm-hmm. but we do you know quite a bit of vegetables too um we have a lot of squash onions garlic yeah, neat. Herbs. Now, I know you because a couple of years ago I bought you tomato seeds, and I can't remember what one it was. Oh, the seeds. Okay, yeah. yeah. Seeds we, I, yeah, and I do a lot, of, a lot of hand pollination of squash and seed saving. So, like, I had all these seeds. I was saving them mostly for myself, but then it's like, okay, well, maybe we should, a couple of people said you should sell them. So we started yeah. doing the seeds. Yeah. And the tomato, I use the, your tomatoes in a tomato soup that I make, a roasted tomato soup. And it's okay, phenomenal. which ones did you get? I don't remember what the name. I'd have to look at the tag. Like Gilberti or Sam Marzano or one of them. Yeah, I think it's a one paste, of those, yeah. paste tomato. No, not a paste tomato. Okay. I use paste tomato. That I use for sauce. Okay. But and then uh, a couple of weeks ago we bought an iris here and the iris is doing wonderfully. That's Great. Really doing well. So uh, you're down in Trucks and that's south of Syracuse, uh, south of Tully, right? Right, but yeah. from here it's just on Route 13, past the Ryder. Yeah. We're about 25 minutes from Kaz. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a triangle from Kaz. Mm-hmm. We're closer to Kaz than we are to Syracuse. Really? Oh, on 13. Yeah, just 13. Yeah. Good. Okay, thanks, Allison. All right, you're welcome. Thanks for coming by. You bet. Bye-bye. Hello, Tanya. How are you doing today? I got that right, Tanya? Yes, it's Tanya. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I've been accused of a lot of things. but uh, So we're at the Casanova Farmer's Market. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing here? You have uh, gluten-free products? Yes, I do. We are My Inspiration Gluten-Free Goodies. We okay. do all gluten-free in a dedicated gluten-free kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we're a home-based uh, bakery. And um, we offer a variety of cupcakes, scones, muffins, cookies, all kinds of things. Each okay. week's a little bit different. And how long have you been doing this? So I've actually been baking gluten-free since my daughter's diagnosis of celiac disease 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's changed a lot over the years. Yep. Um, but this is the first time doing a farmer's market. Okay. So you have a, a gluten-free kitchen. Yes. That That's not easy to do. No, but we only do gluten-free in our house, so it's not okay, hard for so us. Okay, so it's easy then. Yeah, <laughs> okay. And what kind of products do you have here? You've got cupcakes, cookies, cakes? Yes, I've got all kinds of cupcakes. So cupcakes are one of my main draws. Okay. Um, this week we're doing a variety of different icings. We have our traditional cupcakes of chocolate and vanilla base, but then we have... Um, vanilla icing, caramel icing, peanut butter, lemon, oh, and chocolate. Neat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Neat. A lot of fun. And then we also did a lemon blueberry scone this week. And next week we're going to try, because it's strawberry season, we're going to try roasted strawberry and pistachio oh, scones. My. That sounds delicious. Yeah, okay, we'll sounds be like back a fun one. I know Joanne comes on and grabs a scone every now and then. Yeah, right? yeah. it's a lot of fun. She's a big too. fan. Yeah. yeah. And, um, 
you know, last week we also did some rose cookies, a rose um, yep. shortbread cookie. We've mm -hmm. done lavender. So we like to experiment a little bit, mm -hmm. offer a little something different. Mm -hmm. Now, do you develop your own recipes or are these recipes that you have from... So a lot of these are recipes I've found, but I've, I usually tweak them. Right. <laughs> I don't always go for the gluten-free recipe. I often convert a recipe to okay. gluten-free. Okay. So you can convert, because I'm, I'm totally ignorant on the gluten-free thing. <laughs> Other than I work in a restaurant and a lot of people come in and they're gluten-free and mm -hmm. we have to make it the accommodation. Yes. But you can convert a regular recipe into gluten-free. You can. Okay. You can. So for the home baker out there, somebody listening to their podcast, if they have a favorite brownie recipe or a chocolate chip cookie, mm -hmm. is there a site? Do you have a website or something? I do help? not have a website at this time. Okay. I think that the market's resource? helping me grow. So okay. um, hopefully at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, um, I look at a lot of different things, but King Arthur Flour has a great website. Okay. And they have it for both gluten and gluten-free items. And they've got great recipes. Okay. Cool. Good. Great. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I good hope luck to see everybody at the Casanova well, Farmers Market. we're trying today. Yeah. Great. <laughs> great. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Michael. Hello. Uh, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Can you tell me <laughs> about your company and your product? Yeah, so we're Harley's Barkery, an all-natural dog treat company based out of Syracuse. Um, we do all-natural dog treats, obviously. Yep. Um, we have four flavors, peanut butter, apple pie, Bark and Barbecue, which is a barbecue-flavored dog treat. Bark and Barbecue. Bark and Barbecue. And uh, PB Nana, which is a peanut butter banana dog treat. Cool. Um, our Bark and Barbecue, our PB Nana, are grain-free, um, and we use chickpea flour instead of the whole wheat and the rye flour that we use for our other flavors. We make our own peanut butter, which is just peanuts and extra virgin olive oil. Um, our apple pie dog treats. Um, apple pie dog treats? Our apple pie dog treats. That's cool. Are um, made with diced up apple and a little bit of cinnamon, and... Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, how long have you been doing this? Uh, we've been doing this since 2014. <clears throat> that's, that's good. That, yeah. That's, so that's five years now, yep. right? Uh, June was our uh, fifth year. June? Uh, cool. Neat. Of this year, anyway. So what was your inspiration? What, why did you decide to start uh, a dog treat company? Uh, we started this when we found out that our dog, Harley, was uh, had had lymphoma. Okay. So Harley's um, name, Harley's Barker is Har named after your dog? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. So um, we started it off as a way to give him um, a treat and control what he was eating. Because uh, a lot of the commercial dog treats have a lot of um, questionable ingredients. Yeah, a lot of this stuff comes from China, right? Uh, Is that what I heard one I time? I think possible, yeah. yeah. But like all the other preservatives and everything um, so that are in the treats can fuel um, the cancer growth. Oh, okay. So yours are all natural then? Yes. There's nothing weird no in there? No preservatives? Okay. And dogs love them? Oh, yes. Yeah. I know the, your dogs. Our dogs yeah. love them. So. Yeah. The peanut butter is uh, by far our uh, most um, popular flavor. Yep. They're grommet approved. Grommet's our yes. dogs. <laughs> yep. Good. Well, great. Thank you very much, right. Michael. Thank you. You bet. All right. Hello, Craig. How are you today? Can you tell us a little bit about your company? Uh, Jake Scuda from Deansboro, New York. Okay, Deansboro, that's out the Utica way, right? South of Utica, between Oriskany Falls and Clinton. Okay, and do you make the cheese? Jake himself makes it. Jake, okay. Yep, and Jake Stolzfus. Okay, and how many different varieties of cheese do you have? 
of them. And, he, and Jake makes all the cheeses. Jake makes all the Gouda. All the Gouda. The cheddar we purchase and age it and smoke it ourselves. Okay, cool. Now, how long have you been doing this? Um, this is the first year we've been at this market in the summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, they've been making the cheese, I think, around nine years. Yeah. And what makes your product unique? Is it the fact that Jake is hand-making all these cheeses? Uh, Merle milks the cows. The okay. milk's produced right on the farm. Jake makes it at the cheese house. Okay. And uh, we distribute it. Okay. Is it any of this raw milk cheese? It's all raw milk cheese that we make, except, you know, the cheddar we purchase. That would right. be... Uh, Pasteurized. Right. Okay. And so you have to age by USDA says you yep. have to age at 60 or 90 days, right? 60 days. 60 yep. days. Good. Well, I've had your product and it's terrific stuff, and uh, really appreciate it. And I had some of your cookies earlier. You saw okay. that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Thank you very much, Greg. You're welcome. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Hello, Lou. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank Good. you. Good. Great. What's your product? Well, you've got. Uh, Wool and linens here, or wool? Okay, so what we do, our main product is yarn. Uh, we have angora goats, so we raise angora goats, we shear them twice a year. We get about five pounds of fiber per goat. Um, I take that, we mix it with wool, and send it to a mill and have it commercially spun into yarn. We keep back about 20% of that wool, and we have some machines that we do. Um, we have a picker, it pulls it apart, mm -hmm. and then from the picker it goes to the drum carter. Okay. And then from the drum carter, at that point it's ready to be spun on a spinning wheel, or if somebody has a felting project they can use for felting. Okay. Um, and this is a drum carter? Yeah, this is a drum carter, and then, so this is a roving. Mm -hmm. This right here is pure mohair, so it's 100% like pure soft. Oh my god, um, that is incredible. With, this one over here is mixed with wool, silk, bamboo, so it's a... Holy cow. It's a collection of things. Yeah. Um, and then from that, it goes into yarn. And then over on this side, we have a bunch, a collection of yarn. So this yarn here has cashmere and nylon added into it. The cashmere makes it, gives it extra softness. The nylon gives it more elasticity. Um, so at that point, we get it back naturally colored. So we do custom dyeing. If anybody has a certain color they want to use, okay, we can actually dye it for them. Mm -hmm. And your company is what? what is it's it? Fenner Alps Fiber Farm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got tired of buying yarn for my wife, so I started making it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it every time, right? Yeah. Yep. So uh, also, we had alpaca. So I have about 70 pounds of alpaca that we need to be have turned into yarn. Yep. Um, that rug there is hand loomed, and this is pure alpaca. Oh my. And then, so from, from the yarn end, my wife does all the crocheting, so she makes hats and gloves and shawls and scarves and yep. socks and different things. Mm -hmm. And where do you sell? Just at this market? Do you have other we markets? We strictly sell at this market. Okay. Um, it keeps us busy, mm -hmm. not too overwhelming. Yep. And so it's good. Mm -hmm. And um, you have a lot of people that come through to buy your yarn then, because I, you're obviously here, and I see a lot of people walking by with skeins. Yeah, so. usually through the year we sell out so it kind of gives us a break we replenish stock through the winter months and yep. then get ready for next year mm -hmm. and how many goats do you have now right now we're down uh i have two angora goats and three sheep mm -hmm. so our highest point we had like 12 angora goats three sheep three alpaca okay Neat. so but we're kind of scaling back and yeah. then another side thing journals we make journals so my I son, yeah, so these, these are just, uh, this one's called a junk journal, so it's got different styles of paper in it and different things, and then the signatures are removable, so oh, okay. once they're filled, so you, you can, can take them out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then Neat. plain ones my son likes to draw, so we have some for artists. Oh, those out are there. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So neat. And everything's available here at the Cas Market. Then. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is. Terrific. All right. Hey, thanks, Lou. Okay, thank you. You bet. Hello, Sue. How are you today? I'm very well, thank Good. you, Good. So what's your, what's your company and your product? We are Seven Trees Dairy Goats. We're, uh, uh, we have a herd of 42 Sonnen goats, and we make goat cheese and make sell goat milk, um, and we also have soap and lotion. And it's all goat milk, cheese, and lotions? It's all goat. Everything is all yeah. goat. And, and what kind of goats are they again? They're Sonnen's. Okay. They're a Swiss breed. Okay. We've been in, well, we've had the goats for 11 years mm -hmm. we've been in business for six okay uh, we had to build a barn and we bought a whole dairy out and we had no place to put the goats mm -hmm. when we bought them now so. i have to imagine that making cheese and making uh i know that making soap's pretty complicated cheese is not that well easy to do either no it's time consuming <laughs> we actually have somebody make soap and lotion for us they use our goat milk okay um, but we make cheese now probably three to four days a week um, we just got a new pasteurizer, which is a quicker process because we have to pro uh, pasteurize all our milk. Now, how much cheese do you make in a week? Oh, uh, a lot. Yeah, a couple <laughs> hundred pounds. Really? I'd say. That okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, when we have open farm day, we sell pretty much four or five hundred pounds of cheese mm -hmm. in one day. Wow. So um, we're only seasonal. We run from we kid in March and April. And we start producing cheese usually in April, and then we go through the farmer's markets that end the end of October. Okay. So we dry our goats off in the winter, we don't produce anything, and then we're back up and running in the, in the okay. early spring. Yeah. Now are you the cheesemaker? I am not the cheesemaker. Okay. The cheesemaker is Marva Hogan. Um, the farm is a, originally was a dairy farm that was in her family, the Siebenbaum family, which in German is seven trees. So oh, that's where that's our name income. comes okay. from because the family was into dairy farming. Um, her parents ended up stopping the dairy. She tried to run it for a year, but always knew she wanted to get back into farming. So she retired from her job six years ago, and we actually started the process of getting licensed and certified with New York State mm -hmm. so that we could do that. We okay. use about three or four acres of the 65-acre farm that, you know, okay. they still own the property. Mm -hmm. So um, that's where we got into this. It was kind of a retirement job. Right. Um, I do the markets uh, three days a week. I do, and she does one on a Thursday. Okay. Um, do you want to jump in and take her? Yeah, go ahead. Hi. Go ahead. Oh, well, I'm just looking. That's okay. <laughs> Any questions? Just holler. Thank you. Um, so it was one of those. It was a progression from dairy cows right. to the goats. And mm -hmm. we bought a 15-goat herd uh, 11 years ago, and now we have 42 goats. Okay. We milked 22, and we have 12 kids from this year that we kept. And I think there's eight from last year and a couple of boys. Okay. So we have a couple of age, age okay. ranges. Okay, your product is available here at the Casanova Market? We do the Casanova Market. We do the Oneida Market, which is on a Tuesday. We do Fayetteville from noon to 6, and we do Clinton from 10 to 4. Okay, are you in any retail outlets locally here? We are not. No, so it's all farm We sell markets. right from our farm. We have a self-serve cooler at mm -hmm. our farm. Okay. So people, if the sign's out, it's open dawn to dusk. You go okay. in and help yourself. And there's a cash box. There. Okay, and you're at Perryville. 
We're in Perryville, which is a Canastota mailing address, Casanova School District. It's kind of in between Cas, Chittenango, and the and Kind of like us. We, we live in Apulia Station, yep. but we have a Tully mailing address in the town of Fabius. You got it. So, yeah. so uh, we do quite a bit right out of our farm. We do sell a little bit at Henry's Farm Stand in okay. Yep. Okay. Um, she has a farm stand all summer, so Great. we sell some stuff there. Terrific. So that's Great. what we do. Great. Thanks, Sue. Thank Appreciate you, Dave. It. Appreciate it. You bet. Bye-bye. Hello, Lacey. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. What's your company and what do you do? Uh, we are a mountain-grown farm and uh, we grow um, high-quality vegetables in small amounts um, in Jamesville, New York. Okay. Are you a CSA <laughs> program or just market farm? We do market share CSAs. Okay. Um, and we have also done a pre-box uh, pre share that we're experimenting this year with um, with one of our neighbors that okay. was interested in just Expl getting random. You said pre... Uh, the, a pre-ordered box share, okay. basically, and they just let us know, and we give them a, a random sampling of what we've been oh, okay. harvesting and for your, the week. And your CSA is what again? Uh, market shares. Market we do shares. a credit um, where basically people prepay as well, and they get an extra 10% on what they contribute. So if it's $200, they get $20 mm -hmm. extra to spend at the market stands, okay. and then they don't have to worry about bringing cash anymore. Oh, cool. Yes. Now, why should a person join a CSA? What's the advantage of joining a CSA? <sighs> well, in our case, uh, like I said, we don't do the as much of the boxed shares, which um, you tend to get more for your dollar, though, in the long run um, with CSAs. Yep. Um, it, there's an initial outlay in cash but that helps the farmer over the long term right. when they need the money most, which is early spring, yep. and then they'll usually get more out of it. And then you get the loyalty of, we get the loyalty of the customer, they get the loyalty of the farmer. Mm -hmm. And we tend to, uh, with ours, even our market style shares, um, make sure that they get some of the stuff that we have limited supply on. Right. So it's a good way to support a farmer in the springtime when they're getting going, when they need the cash. Yes. Get seeds and stock. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, all the bills are due in the springtime, and that's not when the veggies yeah. are ready. And it's all good produce. It's all locally grown. Yes. It's a great way to support local farmers. And we're farmers. not certified, but we do grow all of ours organic. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. What's Now, the certification process mm -hmm. is... Um, so you're talking about the organic certification, right. NOFA? We're not certified, yes. Okay. Yeah. And that's because there's a lot of paperwork and things that you have to do there? It, in our cases, it's just a lot more work, yeah. yeah. Um, we do a lot of that stuff. I'm sure it wouldn't be really difficult for us to do, but we don't, we're not big fans of the USDA. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause <laughs> I remember when the USDA came up with the organic standards, everybody was like, yes, yes. And a lot of people they were saying, no, no. They just took it over. Yeah. Was something already existing that was small and local and community oriented, right. which has now become a big conglomerate, mm. which we don't like. And I don't like that they allow soyless um, growing as well, because that doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. They're just I'm saying non-pesticides, which is a different animal. And right. frankly, non-pesticides... We do use pesticides. They're just yep. organic pesticides. And right. if you don't, you're going to not have anything. Yeah. The, oh, what's it? O-M-R-A? O-M-R-I. Yeah. O-M-R-I, yeah. Yeah, okay. and I forget the I is either institute or yeah, inst something I think else. it's institute, yeah. I, I always mess it up. Yeah. Now, <laughs> if, if it's not organic certified, there, what is it, fair pledge or safe pledge? What they is it? do have that. Um, we're, we're not involved in that as well. Mm -hmm. um, our, we've just had relationships with our customers for so long. Um, we've now been farming for nine years. Mm-hmm. And at the Casanova Farmers Market for nine years, okay. and uh, we're only at the Fayetteville Farmers Market, and basically just have developed relationships with our customers very closely, mm -hmm. and they trust us, and we really foster that trust, and obviously don't 
break that trust in any way and try to bring the most highest quality that we possibly can and best flavor. And the flavor is part of it is fostering the worms yeah. and growing the good stuff in your soil yeah. in order to make it taste better, frankly. And then it also is much healthier and much better for you. Yeah, that's what we too. like about the market also is we're getting to know people. We did the winter mm-hmm. market, now we're doing the summer market. Yep. And it's nice because we're seeing people weekly that are just, it's fun to... To meet them and see them again. So. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. thanks, Lacey. I have a customer, sorry. Yep, okay, take it. <laughs> Never have a plan. We almost got there. Hi, Nikki. How are you today? Very well. How are you? Good. Tell me a little bit about what your farm stand is here. We are Navarino Orchard. We're located on Route 20, nine miles between Lafayette and Skinny Atlas. I drive by every day. I see you every day, and I figure i got to stop in and get some strawberries. Yes. And the berries came in well this year? They did, and we've still got a few more varieties coming out the mm-hmm. next couple of weeks. So okay. We should now have do them you through do, July. Okay. Do you do ever bearing, or just like what kind of berries do you have? Just a bunch of different varieties. Okay. They're staggered, so okay. we have a pretty long season. Okay, so you get the early berries, mid-season, and late-season berries? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what else do you do? You've got apple orchards We here, have right? apples, we have raspberries, we sell squash, we sell pumpkins, oh. and then all of the baked goods that we make in the store, in addition to our jams and jellies and everything else. And everything is made right there? Yep. Okay, now I think you just put in the raspberries a couple of years ago, right? Yes. Okay, I thought I saw that. Yes, we in. do pick your own raspberries as okay. well. Okay, and those will be ready when? Next week or two. Okay. Yeah, and, and they'll go right through the fall. Okay, and so people can just find you up on Route 20 between Lafayette and Skinny Atlas? Yep, and we're on Facebook. On Facebook? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how long has this uh, his uh, uh, um, Navarino been going? About 25 years. Okay, good. Well, great. Thanks very much. Thank you. You bet. So that was a little chat with uh, eight or nine of the people at the Casanova Farmer's Market. If you'd like to get to know these people better, stop out at the Casanova Farmer's Market. If you're not in the central New York area, stop at your local farm market, and you will find a lot of neat people with a lot of great products. We're going to have an interview coming up with Trisha Park at Creekside Meadows. Trisha and her husband raise pasture-raised, grass-fed beef, pork, and turkeys. The turkeys sell out every year around Thanksgiving, and we've been to the farm, and it's an amazing operation out there. But uh, Trisha wants to be on the podcast, and she's worthy of it. It's a great operation out there. So there you have it, about 10, 9 or 10 different vendors at the farm markets. And if you haven't been to a farm market, visit. You'll be amazed at all the great products you can buy there. Now, don't forget, you can find us at cleanslatefarm.com. That's our website where... You can purchase our vinegars at the market as well as online if you're not local here. And our YouTube channel, which is Clean Slate Farm. And I think that's about it. Are we wrapping up? One, two, three. Yeah, we're wrapping up. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Clean Slate Farm podcast. We'll see you again later. Bye-bye.